We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You might have heard, it was all over the news, uh, I believe it was last week, that um, USA Hockey had passed a rule that any, um, any player or official, by the way, under the age of 18, because they do usually have younger officials and they put them with a more experienced one out on the ice um, for, for all these you know, different hockey games, they have to have uh, a neck guard now. Um, and we, we all remember that horrific tragedy of um, Teddy Balkan uh, from St. Luke's that, you know, uh, had his neck slashed with a skate. I mean, these accidents happen, but if you don't know what they're made of, like the neck guards, I have no idea. My kids have them. My kids play hockey. I needed somebody to talk about this that that knows about it and how they feel about it. So joining me now is Anthony Justo, president of Central Connecticut Youth Hockey and the head coach for Cheshire High School Hockey. Good morning. Good morning, Corey. How are you? I am well, thank you. So I was looking online this morning, and there are various sizes of these neck guards that they're now required to wear wear while they're playing hockey. And I feel like the ones that they have now are just like these thin strips. They don't seem very adequate. Yeah, the, the, the makeup of the neck guards nowadays, I think we're in that transition period right now, right? I mean, USA Hockey just passed this rule that they're mandatory. Hockey Canada went there earlier this year. So I think we're still in this transition period of trying to find the right protection for the kids that are protective but also are comfortable to wear. And I come at, at it from two different really age groups, the youth hockey side where the parental influence is strong and, you know, they're buying the kids the things that they think that will make them safe. And then also the, the high school age kids that are altering these and making them as small as possible. Um, you know, just my personal idea and, and preference would be the, the shirts that have the, it's kind of like a turtleneck, right? It comes up bottom, you can't really alter them and it provides protection so that the skate blade can't deflect off of it. And still, and still cut the cut the neck. Okay, so I'm looking at that right now online. The hockey compression shirt with a neck guard, neck protect, long sleeve shirt. What is in there? Is the shirt have protection too, as well as the neck? Like, what's in there that is going to protect that their neck from getting sliced by basically a razor blade? Because that's what a skate so, is. Yeah, there's a little bit of padding inside of there, as well as this Kevlar type material coating. And that's always been the concern of USA Hockey of making the neck guard mandatory was that Kevlar coating on the neck guard can still create the blade from deflecting off of it and still having a catastrophic injury due to that. Mm. And that's where having the shirt that is all one piece coming up seems to be a little bit better of an option than just that band that goes around your neck. And as you said, some are a lot smaller than others and not really providing adequate protection for the neck. 
So, yeah, I feel like, you know, all of us were like, oh, my gosh, these accidents have happened. And now the kids need neck guards. And then we just grabbed whatever was, you know, at the pro shop and we put them on our kids. And then I'm looking at my daughter and I'm like, it looks like she's wearing a choker. <laughs> like, it doesn't really look like it's going to help at all. And And for the boys, too. And I feel like. I want to get them something that's a bit more substantial, that covers more of the area. My husband obviously would, you know, probably be like, oh, it's restrictive. And <laughs> is it really restrictive? Is it going to prevent them from moving at all? No, I, I like I said, I still think we're in this transition period now where the next generation of hockey players that this is just going to be another form of protection to wear. You know, the older kids were fighting the battle of the way it looks and the the feel of it. But I think as, you know, neck protection evolves and this next generation of hockey players, it's just gonna be a, a normal piece of equipment that they're gonna be that they're gonna be wearing. You know, anytime they make changes to you know, you can go back to the early days of wearing helmets and then wearing visors right. and the optics of that. So I, I just I really feel like we're in this transition period where neck protection's evolving. And with the with the tragic passing of Teddy Balkin last year, oh. and then the American hockey player Adam, Adam Johnson, Johnson earlier this year yep. over in England, you know we're starting to see a lot more visibility on what could happen. And like you said, with these razor blades yeah. on your feet. Exactly. I mean, I was just uh, you know telling Matt Soros, who does sports here, that you know the kids get off the ice and they wipe their blade down because it's all covered right in snowy ice. And they use their fingers. I'm like, use your skate guard. It's cloth. Just wipe it down that way, you know, and they they cut their hand or whatever. It literally is a razor blade. But I realize that we're always trying to make the game safer. And, you know, this all happened with football and the helmets and the concussions and and all of this. But, I mean, generally, hockey as a whole, I, I never thought of it as... I don't know, a getting hurt sport other than, you know, like the NHL where they, you know, used to break out in fights and there was no helmets and all that back in the day. But it seems to have gotten safer, don't you think? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, it's about safety, right? It's right. One, one of these incidences is, is too many. And if there's anything that we can do to help prevent another one happening, we have to do our part. And that's whether if it's at the youth hockey level or all the way up to the NHL level. You're starting to see some NHL pros wearing neck protection now because of the the, the dangers associated with it. You know they they've started wearing uh, wrist guards now as well because of the uh, you know the slashing of the wrist with the skate blade. Evander Kane got slashed, NHL player a couple of years ago um, with a skate blade. So I, I at the end of the day, I think it's just safety for the players and whatever we can do to uh, to ensure that these things never happen again. Now, are most kids that play hockey covered under the USA Hockey Rule? Yes, yes. So, you know, USA Hockey just passed this. That's going to go into effect, I believe, August 1st this year. Um, one thing that Connecticut has done proactively was this past year they adopted their own rule to make neck guards mandatory. So this really shouldn't be too much of a difference for players in Connecticut as this rule has been in place for this past season as well for all players in Connecticut. Perfect. I love it. Anthony Giusto, uh, the head coach of Cheshire. How's your team doing this year? We're doing very well. Okay, we're thirteen and one, and uh, up there at the top of the state. Nice. There you go. <laughs> Head coach of uh, Cheshire High School hockey and president of Central Connecticut Youth Hockey. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate it. And uh, please tell my husband we're buying wider, bigger neck guards when you talk to him. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank you. <laughs>
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.